This is episode 19 of Material Podcast, hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. I'm one of your hosts, Yasmin Evian, and joining me, we have my awesome co-host and Pocket Cast app developer, Russell Ivanovich. And also joining us today, we have a special guest. We have Stephen Hackett. He is the Relay FM co-founder and writer at 512pixels.net. Welcome, Stephen. Hey, no, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It's it's weird to be a guest on a show on your own network. I feel like I'm the principal <laughs> and I've like stumbled in to see what's going on in the classroom. So I don't know how you feel about oh, that. We've got to be on our best behavior today. That's then. right. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, exactly. We promise to be on our base, base behavior. So most of you are probably wondering why we have Stephen on the show. And Stephen ha- has in his hands a F- Nexus 5X, and we are just kind of excited to hear from him as an Apple uh, and iOS user, kind of get some feedback and what it is to be on Android for a whole week. Yeah, so no, no pressure, Stephen, but a, a lot of people at Google listen to this podcast. So the, all the uh, the Nexus team are just sitting there waiting for your feedback now. So if I want to change anything, now's the time to do it, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, we, we want you to be perfectly honest. We don't want this to be like a, Android is awesome, uh, show 24-7, but just yeah. letting you know. Why did your voice go so high? Because <laughs> it's yeah. so awesome, yes, man. It has to go up. I thought it was uh, trying to mimic me, and I was like, I, I don't really sound like that, I don't think. <laughs> But if you if you slow down your speech and sound like you've been maybe grew up on a farm, then you can sound like me. But all right, all right. So I have to figure this out. U.S. geography time. Okay. You and Yasmin, are you anywhere near each other? You're no. in the center of the U.S., right? Somewhere. No. Uh, so no. she she is sort of in the if you're looking at a map, sort of the bottom left, and I'm sort of in the bottom central right. So we're like north to south. I think we're pretty close, but I'm I'm east central part of the country so so yeah so you want to talk about the the nexus 5x or so let's, let's just quickly um go through some feedback and then okay. maybe we'll, we'll hand over to you i thought the the way we do your bit is we just let you you know give us your feedback and then maybe we could ask you a few questions about it so so get ready Stephen. all right i'm uh, i'm gonna do some stretching when y'all do follow-up <laughs> <laughs> so the first bit of follow-up that we've had and a lot of people wrote to us and we we thank you like we really appreciate the fact that you know, you're all out there listening and you're correcting us and you're telling us about things we might not know. So a lot of people tweeted at me and at our show about um, Google Listen, which is uh, an app that used to be in the Google Play Store that was, you know, made by Google. And it was it was kind of a podcasting app. So it had a search interface and you could look through it and you could um, add podcasts. It was, it was weird and it was confusing and it looked like it had never been finished and it sort of sat in the store for a while. And I think a lot of people thought we didn't know about that. We actually did. In fact, I have a funny story about that is I've actually um, conversed with the author of that app. So the, the way that app actually came about is it's one of Google's famous um, 20% projects. So in theory, if you work at Google, um, you get 20% of your time that you can spend just on random things. You know, you can start your own project, you can get a few friends and and start a project together. I've often heard, though, Google, referred to Google employees, and I'm sure none of them want to be named, refer to this as 120% time which actually means you've got to finish all your work first and then, then you get to do the fun stuff. But anyway, um, so Google Listen came out of that. Um, the author had big ambitions for it. So he started building a team internally and, you know, he, he basically the way he described it to me is he was trying to build something like, you know, Pocket Cast is today but way back then. And the project actually, I don't want to say the reasons, but internally inside Google actually got shut down at some stage and he got asked to to stop working on it. And then they kind of left it on the store for, I think, it was a good year. It was very kind of broken and unfinished and everyone was like, 
this is an app by Google. You know, why isn't this going places? Why isn't it finished? Why isn't it getting better? And if you've ever wondered the reason why, that's that's it. I mean, not not to be that guy, but that's like that's the part of Google that I sort of love and am completely befuddled by. They're like, oh, we just like put this thing out there, and it's um, like I love the twenty percent thing. The company that I worked at before I quit my job and work at home in my bedroom, uh, we had so it was more like a twelve percent rule where you know we, we got time to work on our own stuff and. I really respect that, but it, it, that's sort of a different thing than like letting those things out into the world sort of half-baked. And so that's always interesting to me to hear those stories and hear, you know, uh, did it get scooped up later and kind of get blessed or does it sort of go out there and languish? And that, that's always um, interesting to me to, to hear. Well, it's interesting as well because I believe Google Reader was the same sort of thing. That seemed to have more internal support um, yeah. and updates, but that same thing. It started as a 20% project that they put out into the world. And I... From everything I've heard, um, that part of Google has actually changed a lot. So now the, the things that they actually let you get past the the gatekeeper, there's a lot more rules um, before you can actually publish something under the Google name. You can still do whatever you want in your 20% time, but you know compared to what it was three or four years ago, you can't just push things out into the store with like the, the Google logo on them anymore. Gotcha. Which is one of the awesome things about Google, right? It's like, go explore and try to new things, but we don't know if they'll be there in a year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sometimes awesome, sometimes really annoying. Sometimes you buy a product from Google and you're like, if you guys had just spent like another six months to a year on this, this could have been something amazing and maybe it will get there or maybe you will lose interest and you'll go work on something else. Like you just, you just never know. So I also have an update on the Google on Hub. So I've had it for a couple of days now. Um, and after we recorded last week, I put, you know, I disconnected my uh, Ethernet to my Fire TV and I was just playing uh, the, I was streaming Netflix on the Fire TV via Wi Fi via the OnHub router. And it was not doing well. It kept on stopping like every few uh, seconds. And I was so mad because I, cause I said, I just bought a router that's supposed to help me. Like I even I had if after I had made the Fire TV the primary device, it still kept on lagging. And so I was just terribly upset. So I, you know, connected to the Ethernet code uh, cord and it and it was working and everything was fine. So the next day I said, all right. I'm going to go try this out because I need to know if like the router just isn't that good or something was up that day. Um, and I, you know, plugged it in again, the Fire TV on Wi-Fi, and I was streaming a Netflix and no problem. And at the same time, my daughter was also streaming uh, Netflix on the iPad. So I, it, it's working great. We were able to stream Netflix on the iPad and on the Fire TV, both on Wi-Fi. Um, and it was, it was great. So I think it continually like learns from your network. And so maybe it just needed some time to kind of learn and uh, set itself up. I'm not sure, but so far I'm satisfied with it. Just except for that one, the first day when I was like, why isn't it working? <laughs> so it's been working pretty solidly apart from that or? Yeah. And so sometimes when I'm at work, uh, I can still check in on my network <laughs> It's just silly. I don't know why I'm checking my network, but I can. Yes, yeah, means like, so I'm, like <laughs> I'm just going to dial this down and no internet for you. I was, yeah, I was like, who's connected to my network? I see you, Nest Thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> so the only uh, drawback, for, the app is beautiful, but one of the only drawbacks is I can't rename devices on my on the app. So the way the app works is that it shows you different devices, devices and then you can select if you want to make one priority. Um, 
so for like my MacBook, you'll say Yasmin's MacBook Pro. And then for the thermostat, I'll say like Nest Lab. So those I can easily tell what device that is. But for my phone, it actually doesn't say Moto X or anything. It just has like an IP address. So I ideally you would long press on that and then edit the name so that you know that that's your phone. But there's no way to do that right now. So, hey, I know Google, people at Google listen to the show. If you, you know, make it edit the app so I can edit the names of my devices, I will be very happy. So thank you It's in advance. It's strange that it comes up with the IP address because normally Android phones can also report to the network. Like the, I think normally it defaults to their model number. Like you get XT, blah, 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 whatever it is for a, a Moto X. It's weird that you just get the IP address. Someone should fix yeah, that. Yeah, it is, it is weird. Um, I don't know why. So I was trying to figure, it took me a little bit to figure out like which, uh, what, you know, what was the Fire TV and which one was my phone. Um, and so it, it just took some disconnecting to figure it out. But it, yeah, it should have been easy. And also maybe one cool feature would be if you're looking at it on your phone, maybe there's like a little notification showing this is the device you're currently on surfing at it on. So I don't know. These are just thoughts. <laughs> just putting them out there. So <laughs> I'm just putting them out there. <laughs> uh, the one other thing that's been going on, on on Twitter this week is the great Yasmin versus Russell race for the uh, 6P. So do you have an update? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. We need some special music no. here. I'm going to have to go find some. <laughs> 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 so where where is your 6P, uh, Yasmin? Okay, so my 6P right now, I am going to go search for it right now because let's let's see, because last time I checked, I checked it in the morning and it was in Chicago. So <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty far away from me. And I'm, I'm going to see it. It's probably still in Chicago. I didn't pay for like expedite uh, shipping. So it was just ground shipping. Um, it is still still in Chicago. It says departed FedEx location, Chicago. Ooh. So I'll, I'll tell you what happened at my end oh. on uh, Thursday. I was actually in Melbourne, like um, meeting with some Google representatives there, and I saw your tweet that your Nexus six B had shipped, and I'm like, this <laughs> this will not do because mine hasn't shipped yet, and I refuse to lose this race. Um, so then I heard from a few friends that there were some stores in Australia that had the stock of the Nexus six P. No, let's. You, not a few friends. I think all the listeners were like, Russell, Russell, you can buy a Nexus or a Nexus 6P from the store. And I was like, whose side are you on? I thought you were on Team Yasmin. Turns out everyone is on I Team Russell. I gotta tell you, Australians stick together. Team, Team Russell in Australia is, is trending right now, I'm sure, if you uh, if you look on Twitter. So anyway, they, they clued me in. I won't, I won't mention the store. I don't want to get them in trouble. So I, I called around to a few of these stores and I'm like, hey, do you, do you have the Nexus 6P? And you could tell they didn't have a clue what a Nexus 6P was. They're just searching their um their system. They're like, 6P? They're like, no, we, we don't have it, but these other two stores do. And I'm like, excellent. So I, I called the first one of those two stores as my flight is boarding. So they, you know, final boarding call for blah, blah, blah. I'm like, come on, come on. And um, I called the store and they're like, yeah, we have them, but we're not allowed to sell them to you. You know, we've just read a company-wide memo that says, if you sell these things before the third, um, we will sell your firstborn and we will charge you like a, a lot of money. <laughs> So I'm like, Ugh. and then I had to get on a plane. So I boarded my flight. It's a one-hour flight from Melbourne to Adelaide. And the whole time I'm like, ah, oh, got to ring this other store when, when I land. I have to I have to beat Yasmin. I don't know why, but, you know, I'm compelled to. And then I land and I ring this other <laughs> store and they're like, yes, uh, I just had a look. You know, we've got three of those here. Um, I can put one on the side for you and oh you can gosh. come pick it up. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> finally. <laughs> so at this time, I I it's like late my time so i go to bed 
and not knowing if Russell, because I knew he had one more sword to check out, not knowing if Russell was going to be able to get the 6P or not. So I, this is like the first time I'm hearing about it. He hasn't told me if he got it or not. So this is like suspenseful. <laughs> so anyway, this store is not close to me. It's a good um, uh, 40 minute drive. And I even asked the, the store clerk, I'm like, are you sure you have, that it's not the Nexus 6, it's the 6P, right? And she's like, yeah, we have silver, 64 gig, 6P. I'm like, excellent, excellent. So I get... I get to the store, Yasmin, I walk through the doors and I'm waiting in the phone section because the, the attendant there is like talking to someone else. I'm just tapping my fingers. I don't want to talk to anyone else because I know she's put aside a phone and if I get someone else, they might know about the, the whole embargo thing. So I'm like, don't don't yeah. talk to a single other person. Wait for this person. Anyway, she was free and I said, hey, I'm Russell. She's like, oh, Russell. And then, Yasmin, I'm going to pull something out of my pocket here. No, no. Oh, that's what an iPhone it? 6. I'm sorry. So what happened is in, in between me leaving for the store and me arriving there, her manager saw her put it, put it aside and he's like, you can't sell that. No. You can't sell it until the third. And, oh, man. Yeah. So I, I was disappointed. She she yes. was really apologetic. She's like, I'm yes. so sorry for making you drive all this way out here. Um, you know, the one thing we can do for you, though, is we don't, we're not normally allowed to do this. So, you know, don't say it on your podcast or whatever. But um, it's actually on hold, Yasmin, for... First thing in the morning, Tuesday, November the third, which is, I believe, is your. Oh my gosh, that's when mine is so supposed that, to. That I believe is your second, and so now the race is on for real. You know, can can FedEx or whoever's delivering yours get yours to you before I drive to that store at nine a.m. in the morning? Dun dun dun. This is so fun. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you didn't oh, get it. Oh, so disappointed. <laughs> that's awesome. You drove like forty minutes each way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, I did it all for the show i, I just want you listeners to know that the lengths i did. go to <laughs> i think my my favorite part is that you like I, that that is what you did when you got back from uh, you got out of the airport and then you went and go search for the 6p that's how dedicated <laughs> you are that's either how dedicated you are to our listeners or how competitive you are i haven't figured oh, it out let's yet. go with the first because I, I don't <laughs> want to admit to the second <laughs> so speaking of Nexi, Mr. Stephen Hackett, I believe you have had the 5X for just a little bit less than a week. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I uh, pre-ordered it a, w- a while back and it, it finally showed up. I guess, you know, we can talk about my, my background a little bit. You know, I'm uh, a host of a, an Apple show here on the network and use Macs and iOS devices all day to, to get my job done and run and run my business. And but I have used Android uh, in the past. I carry the that original Droid, you know, the sort of the Batman, like black and and gold slide out QWERTY keyboard. Uh, that first Droid uh, carried that. Also carried a Palm Pre Plus for about six months. So um, anytime someone says something about WebOS, I sort of pour one out because uh, you know, WebOS <laughs> had a lot of interesting ideas in it that we're we're now seeing in other uh, in other OSs, of course. Oh, well, Android, um, as you know, now has the uh, the head designer of um, WebOS, right? As as their right, head right. Designer, so, so he, yeah. So using some of the, that, like the card display and the multitasking in Android, like th- that was sort of there in in uh, WebOS, and of course iOS uses a, a similar metaphor for multitasking. Um, so a lot of those ideas have sort of um, been diluted out into the into the other OSs. So I'm not I'm not a stranger to. Uh, to Android by any stretch of the imagination, even though it's not my my carry phone, um, but I, I like to keep a an Android phone around. It's it's helpful for me in my writing and podcasting to be able to talk intelligently about it. I had a Moto G until about 
six months ago when I or when I pulled it out of the drawer and it just stopped powering on. I was like, well, I guess I guess you've died at oh. some point. <laughs> and, and you know, there was there was word, you know, there was rumors that uh, they were going to kind of return to form with the Nexus program and have a, a more affordable phone because the Nexus Six was just enormous and you know I think more expensive than what a lot of people wanted. And uh, I'm glad I waited. It's nice this year having options. And the um, the five X is a pretty decent little phone, especially it's like what three seventy nine unlocked I think in the U S. Um, which is uh, which is pretty good for for what in a lot of ways is a flagship phone. Yeah, and just to to kind of give us the U.S. perspective, is that about half the price of the similar model, like iPhone? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think it's thereabouts. Less, less than, than that, okay. like uh, right? How much is this? Because did you get the sixteen gig Nexus? 4? I did. Uh, yeah, Nexus I just bought the uh, base. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it is. It's it's definitely cheaper than a lot of other sort of flagship devices, especially when you're looking unlocked. You know the um, the six S. Uh, unlocked is six hundred and forty nine dollars for the sixteen gig. So you know half ish. Math is hard. We're in a podcast. No one can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best thing about me, I'm on a podcast that I don't get the follow up email for, so I can say whatever I want. Oh, don't worry. Um, <laughs> At the end of the show, we'll be giving out your no. Twitter handle. Believe you me. No. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So you know, it's it's uh, uh, I, the build quality is sort of a three hundred and seventy nine dollar phone. You know, it's um, I think LG did a good job with it for the most part it is uh it is plastic and it does it is very light and sort of in a way that makes it feel kind of cheap in a way you know like um when the iphone 5 came out people said that right you pick up a phone it feels like one of those demo models in the sprint store and this has a little bit of that feel like the buttons are just kind of just chunky plastic buttons but where they may have uh, tried to save money on the enclosure i think they they spent that money uh, where it really counts, you know, the the camera's good, the performance is good. Um, I've only seen it stutter a couple of times, and that's in really like JavaScript heavy, uh, unfortunately, ad heavy uh, websites. But just zipping around it, switching between apps, doing stuff, it's really fast and really fluid. And, and for the money, I think you know, if you're going to sell a device for that amount of money, and you have to choose between performance and enclosure, like always go with performance. Uh, it's, it seems to make a ton of sense to me. I think they made the right trade-offs to to hit the price point. Yeah, and definitely, especially by making a 5X, which is a more affordable option, and then also giving those uh, nerds that like to you know have those really high-end devices like the Nexus, Nexus 6P, which is uh, has a metal enclosure. So yeah, it's definitely like a good option. Where, where, do you want a you know, slightly better phone or do you want to save some money? Right, and and I like that trade off that the both of the phones are are new, and even though the five X, I think the specs are a little bit behind the six P. It, it's not; it doesn't seem to be as as big of a jump with what Apple does. Where if you want to save some money, their answer is to buy an older phone, and that's why right. you end up with people running around with phones that are three, four, five years old, still under contract because they want that free or cheap option. And so I, I like that there's that flexibility in the Android ecosystem, not only with the Nexus program, but with other phones as well. But if you want to go buy an unlocked phone and you want to get something new, you don't have to spend a ton of money. And I think that's really com- a really compelling story. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. So in terms of how you've been using the phone, have you, I mean, have you put your SIM card in it? Have you been using it instead of your iPhone or as well as? Like, how how has that worked? Uh, it, it has been... Uh, in addition to my iPhone, the, the plan was, and it still is, to put my SIM card in it. I've just had a crazy week and haven't gotten around to doing it. 
Um, so basically what I've been doing in sort of this review time is my phone's in my pocket because my phone, phone calls and texts are going there, but doing everything else that I can on the Nexus 5X. So, you know, we uh, at Relay live and breathe in Slack and I've Slack with other things and products I work on. And so doing all that in there, doing my email on it, doing uh, Twitter and Instagram and, and everything that I can on it and leaving my 6S Plus in my pocket um, as much as I can to, to try to be as immersive as I can without actually moving uh, moving my SIM. And so it's, you know... Are like, you using the the Twitter uh, Android app? Like the official Twitter no, app? No, I despise all... Everything Twitter does is a first-party app or website. Um, so I've got a couple. <laughs> I'm using Phoenix right now. Um, Good one. Which is nice. It seems to be a little bit quicker than whatever else I have installed. You guys could probably name it before I find it. Um, Falcon Pro? Yes. Um, Falcon Pro is beautiful, but I, I found that Phoenix is mm-hmm. a little more responsive. So I've been using that today. But um, yeah, I just I can't get behind whatever it is Twitter's doing in their apps. So, so have you find presumably when you got the phone, you've you've set out to find all the apps that you have on your iPhone. How how are you finding their equivalents on Android? Uh, it's it's a little bit of a of a mixed bag. You know, part of it is, and, I, and I'm willing. We were talking before the show. I'm willing to set aside this first category of there are apps that I use that are from like Mac and iOS shops. And so there, there's not going to be an Android version of something like OmniFocus, uh, which is my just hub for all every all the work that I do. But uh, I have used in the past Todoist, and there's lots of other good task management GTD apps on Android. So for me, it's it's I'm going to use this thing for a couple of weeks, heavy duty, and then it's kind of become a reference device. Uh, I'm not going to pick up all my to-dos and move them from one system to another. But Todoist on Android is really pretty good. I think it's better than it is on iOS. Um, I think they care more about Android. And so, you know, that sort of situation, it, it's fine. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the apps from these big companies are really the same on both platforms at this point. You know, using Instagram or using Facebook on one or the other, it's pretty much the same experience. And I think that's great. I think it means that... P- Consumers have the freedom to move between one app or another. You know, I use Instapaper for Read It Later. They're on, you know, they've been on Android for a while now, and the app is more or less on par with iOS. And that that's something that surprised me a little bit because I haven't used Android in a couple of years. That for the most part, apps have really come a long way, and not just Google's first party stuff. Um, you know, the, things like Visco Cam, like you know, they need to get their act together. It's not as nice on Android as it is on iOS, but I think overall the story is much better than it was a couple of years ago, at least from the perspective of someone who just kind of dips their toe in the water for a couple of weeks, you know, every 18 months or so. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. So, I mean, have you found, like, is there anything that surprised you about the experience? Is there anything that you're like, wow, I wish I wish I had this on iOS or I didn't know you could do this? You know, I, I, I do think, you know, there's a story running around this week about the, how iOS, the onboarding and the setup has gotten bloated over the years. And, uh, and it has, like, there's no doubt about that. Apple has way too many setup screens. It's way too, like, many decisions you have to make before you can move forward. And I kind of, it, it was refreshing to set up an Android phone from scratch. I didn't even restore. I had a backup from another phone. I didn't even restore anything. I just wanted to set it up fresh. And it's like, hey, give us your Google credentials, ask a, ask a couple of questions, and then you're in. And that was really refreshing, right? You can just... 
you know, put in your, your username and password for your Google account. I use my Google apps account and, uh, and I'm just in the phone and then I can go off exploring where I want to, where Apple does a little more handholding. And I think Google does a better job than Apple at that onboarding process currently. Uh, and that, that honestly did surprise me. I think just having not done it in a while, uh, remembering how refreshing it is on Android. <laughs> I think for me, it's even some small things like, um, I go back to iOS from time to time because I, you know, I develop on that platform, and just the fact that you can't drag an icon to the bottom of the screen without padding every single space in front of it, like it's it's a tiny oh, thing. Dude, like Apple can fix that. It kills me on the iPhone. Five minutes, but I'm like, oh look at that! I drag it to the bottom and it stays there. That's magical. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say to, and I know that there are lots of ways to customize this, but it drives me crazy on Android that all the icons are different uh, shapes, or they can be different shapes, and like. I have Outlook installed and its icon is yeah. like 20% bigger than anything else. I don't know why. It's like, it's like, hey guys, I'm over here doing my email. It's like, what, why can't you be the size of Weather Underground, which you're next to? But um, Yeah, that is, that is one of my frustrations. Uh, so I, I like the Google launcher, but you can't set uh, icon packs for that. Um, and so I use uh, the uh, Chris Lacey's uh, um, launcher, which I I love because I have some of the other features. But one of the main reasons is because I can choose my own icon pack. And one time I was like, hey, you know, I, I kind of want to see what the icons <laughs> look like. And so I turned off the icon, icon pack. And it was so hideous. It was so terrible. It was like a whole different phone. I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, what is this? Change it back. So yeah, icon packs will 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 uh, save your save your eyes. But yeah, I will say there's this one yeah, it, podcast client. I won't say whose it is, but their name their name is is cut off. It just it's like cast, what? and then it just dot dot dot, and I can't see the rest of it, and it makes me sad. Oh, uh, because you I, put it in a folder, or where where's it sitting? No, it's right on the home screen. I'll send you a screenshot. But um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to name. That guy. Is. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard it costs you money every I time think you the, do. So best you don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's funny about it is when I met Russell because um, at a see mine's not cut off. That's that's weird. But um, I met Russell at Google I/O and I was showing him something on my phone and he like saw the Pocket Cast icon and he's like, oh. Do, do you have a icon pack installed? Like that's not our that's not our app icon. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is kind of it. flattering though when you get to the size that people are actually changing your icon. I'm like, that's both offensive and flattering all at the same time. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> suppose like some obscure app you have, and it's the only one that's not themed. Um, yeah, it, it is cool, and it, you know the iOS has come a long way in. The ex- from like the, the extension standpoint, so I can take a photo and I can send it to a bunch of different apps. Um, I can copy something and send it to a bunch of different apps, and you know that has gotten a lot better with iOS eight and with iOS nine. And I, and I think it, it's just, it's interesting to see the difference in the way those companies approach that. Where Apple, it's very much content focused, so I have a photo already, and then I kind of tell my phone what I want to do with it. Uh, you know, do I want to send it to something like day one? Do I want to uh, send it via text or via an email? And it's sort of, I'm starting with a piece of content, I'm sending it outwards. Where on Android, at least my impression is that it, it's a little more task focused. So I just, you know, swipe up to take a picture and it asks me, hey, do you want to use Visco or do you want to use the built in camera app? And, and some of that is like Android lets you sort of replace first-party apps where Apple, of course, doesn't. 
but I, th- I just think that's like a, a different way of thinking about it. And that sort of stuff is, is good, right? Like Apple is at its best when, you know, companies like Google and Microsoft are at their best and vice versa, right? Like Android will only be better the better iOS is because these companies need that competition and they need to see what each other are doing. Uh, But that extension and the sharing stuff really sort of, you know, it's, it's a different approach and uh, I like it. I like that there's options, but um, that was something too that sort of struck me over the last couple of days of like, Hey, I'm going to do an action and it's asking me what I want to do. And it's, it's sort of around what I'm trying to do and not, you know, what I'm trying to do it with, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. In fact, I was sitting with a, um, a Google engineer just the other day and asked him, you know, if there's one thing you could change in Android, what would it be? And it was that exact thing. Like he said, he loves the fact that, you know, I can choose if I want my browser to be Chrome or Firefox or whatever. I can choose my mail client. I can choose um, which photo gallery I want to use. But he said it's, it's the most frustrating thing in the world when you've just set up a phone. Let's say you've got the Samsung S6 or whatever. You take a picture, you go to view the picture and the first thing it asks you is like, hey, do you want to view this in gallery on photos? And it's like, well, these are not questions you should really <laughs> be asking you. Like have some way to customize it. Sure. But it's the most confusing thing in the world that, you know, you've just got this brand new phone. And like, which one of these three apps do you want to see this photo? And you're like, what? Right. Yeah, what? I don't, what? Yeah. And I think there may be even a little a stage fright with that, right? Like you're, you're suddenly presented with a dialogue you weren't expecting. And uh, even though there's always and once, or is that oh like what like what if I choose wrongly? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I agree. Like I would love for iOS to be able to change the defaults, um, but when they do it, I think it's going to be in settings somewhere. It's not going to be like I open a calendar and it says, "Oh, hey, you have these two calendar apps and saw which one do you want to use?" Um, and I think I mean that's like a part of like has been part of Android for a long time, right? This sort of uh, interstitial modals that come up, like you're in the middle of something that says, "Hey, you have these options," and I wouldn't mind seeing that dialed back a little bit to your point, Russell. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think one of the, yeah, no, I was going to say one of the, one of the hangups with that um, is just talking with this Google guy about that is you've got all these manufacturer relationships where you have to look after, like on the Apple side of things, Apple makes all the software and Apple makes all the hardware. And if Apple wants to preference one team over another or one app over another, that's, that's an internal decision. You know, they can have the meetings so someone can make the decision and bam, like this is the default and there's no choices. And sometimes Google can't do that. Like he was telling me, even with a Google Drive link, then I'm actually allowed to make the Google Drive app the default thing to open that link. They still have to give you the choice just in case someone else makes a, you know, a Drive app on another platform that, um, you know, people want to use. And I think it it really sort of holds them back sometimes. Like every now and again, you're like, mm, I just wish Google had a bit more control, you know, over the ecosystem that they run. Yeah, I will say one of the benefits that I enjoy is that I have different like even Twitter clients and one of them has material, um, the podcast, uh, you know, account installed in that one. And then my other one has my personal one. And so when I'm responding to a tweet or if I click on a link, like I can choose which one I want to open that in, uh, which is nice. But yeah, it sometimes is uh, overbearing when it's like, do you want to open this in gallery? Do you want to open this in photos? Do you want to do, you know, you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> like my, my, I had my mother-in-law, um, I was, she had a, she was like a Moto E and she, and she goes, 
she was like trying to look at a picture and it was the same issue she's like ah oh, gallery or photos and she's like what do i use and she was just looking for me to tell her to use this one and i said well it's up to you like what do you want to use and she's like well no what do you use like she just wanted the answer <laughs> and i was and so i was like trying to talk to her, her about the differences and she was just like forget this like i'm just choosing one right now and then viewing the photo like yeah there's like a there's like an obstacle and barrier where where you just want to see your picture, but now you have to decide if you want to view it in the gallery and photos app. Of course, once you select one and you say always open with this one, then that's like the last step. But yeah, at first when you're setting up your phone, it can be overwhelming. Well, especially if you've never seen either of those apps before. The fact that it says just once right. or always, you're like, but I don't know, always maybe, but right. what if it's bad? How do I go back to the other one? Like it's not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or if I hit always, yeah. how do I undecide that, right? Like, Forever. is it always, always? Like, or is it like sort of like high school love always, where it's like, eh, it's always until you go off to college. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting, too, you're talking about differences between the two. To back up to the hardware for a second, um, you know, these phones have the, the fingerprint sensor, right? So you can set it up, you can unlock it, you can authenticate with a purchase, which is really nice. Um, I was going through buying some apps. It's like, oh, I can just touch it just like on my iPhone. And um, I have to follow up to something they said on Rocket the, uh, last week about the placement of that. And so, on, on, of course, on the iPhone, it is on the, the home button centered below the screen. And so it's designed to use your thumb, right? So you can't do like the claw thumb deal. Where on these on these phones, it's it's on the back below the camera. And it's the most natural place I can think of for it. It really is... Like just you just pick it up and you just uh, your fingers already there and you don't have to go hunting for it. You don't have to do your thumb in a weird way. I don't see Apple ever doing that, but I think that it's it's an evolution of, of the what Apple's doing with with their uh, thumbprint thing. Oh, interesting. And have you found it fairly re- reliable? Uh, I, I have it. Um, it's it it's not as reliable as the six S plus that I have. It feels like the six. Like if. You know, if you, if your fingers are like, you know, you've been washing dishes, your hands have been wet, or it's not always great, but um, I would say it's on par with like last generation iPhone, where you know the majority of the time it's, it works just fine. Now, um, Stephen, does the iPhone like when so say your your kid or something um, grabs your phone and tries to unlock it via fingerprint? Does it give a, like feedback say no because on my on my husband's uh, Nexus 5X if you if I grab his phone and I try to unlock it with my fingerprint it does this like bzz, bzz, and it's kind of and so we were laughing about it because we were saying it's uh, the phone's way of saying uh-uh <laughs> yeah you get that on iOS so you get a little uh, mm. Texas says try again and um, does it uh, buzz back at you though it doesn't vibrate like, does um, it, but it just kind of shakes its head okay. no like what you doing girl. <laughs> So, in my mind, that's how it sounds. When oh, I yeah, get off my phone. N- uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's all reasonably positive so far. There, there must be some things that, I don't know if hate is the right word, but there must be some things you dislike or that you wish you had. <laughs> like if I said to you today, um, I'm going to take your iPhone and now you have to use this phone, like what, what would you miss? What would you want to change? Um, I mean, there are some sort of iOS-only apps that will always be iOS-only, so like... That's sort of a dumb point to bring up, right? Like, there's just some developers who aren't going to do both. So I think that, like, that is a problem for me. But let's set that aside for a second because it's not a problem I can solve, um, and it's not a problem Google can solve, right? Uh, they can only, they can't throw. Man, I think there's some companies just wouldn't do it, depending no matter how much money they threw at them. I think for me, you know, using both side by side, really, what 
iOS has has gotten good at after iOS seven is sort of consistency between apps. And I know Material strives to bring that, but it's still, you know, it feels like Android is still more in that transition than iOS is. Right? Like I don't know the last time I opened an iOS app and it seemed like it was from iOS five or six. Where an Android that seems seems to be uh, to my eyes a little bit uh, st- still going on, right? And it's you know Material's newer than iOS seven is. Um, but I would like to see that consistency throughout because I really the material design is really interesting and really well thought out. And then you sort of crash into an app that doesn't have it. And you're like, oh, like you're super kind of janky <laughs> in places. Um, so some of that polish that Google has provided, I, I would like to see developers um, do more of. The other thing that I, that really surprised me, um, talking about extensions again. Uh, some of the like we'll take one password for instance, which is a password manager for Mac, Windows, iOS, Android, um, which I use. I've got like six hundred things in there. I don't know any of my passwords. It knows them all. Um, iOS has a, a browser extension, just sort of like you do in Chrome or in or you know Firefox or Safari or something on the desktop, where it, it's built into the browser in a really fluid way, and a lot of apps on iOS can tap into that as well. Where on Android, there it seems to be like their 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 best option is using a keyboard for it, which feels sort of strange. Um, coming from you know sort of this extension heavy world in iOS, that Android's extension solution wouldn't provide for something like that. And and maybe it does, and maybe Agile Bits hasn't done it. But you know, as a one password user, suddenly like having to remember like oh I got to flip to their keyboard because that's where the button is. And then, like, why does the typing suck? Oh, I'm still on their keyboard, and I go back to the Google keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, uh, you know, iOS can switch keyboards. I never do it. Like, the first party one is really good, and the others are really bad. Um, it's like sort of that, like, sort of some of the the workflow stuff that that iOS has caught up to Android and even surpassed it in some areas. I think would be interesting for Google to go after. Um, yeah, I think the hard part with like an app like One Password is, you know, on iOS there is they have a huge following, and so there is a lot of app developers that will develop for One Password extension. Like you click the little One Password link, and, and boom, you can log in. Um, but with Android, I think they would run into a, a harder part on that to getting developers to put that into their app. So yeah, of course the keyboard was their solution. Um, and one of the like frustrating parts about Android, and I don't know, and I don't even know how you found out that there was a keyboard app on the One Password app. Like if you just knew because you read things or friends that you have. Uh, but my husband uses One Password, and so do I. And my husband didn't know there was a One Password keyboard until like I showed him when I was trying to do something on his phone, and I go, "Hey, where's? Why aren't you using the One Password keyboard? You have to activate it." And he was just so confused saying, what? There's a one password keyboard? Yeah. Like that makes my life so much easier. Yeah, I Googled, uh, cause I was like, I was like, like in Chrome on my, on my MacBook Pro, I was like one password Android extension. And it went to that page and I was like, oh. Well, speaking um, of, uh, yeah. speaking yeah. of non-discoverability, and, 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 so I'm about to blow both your minds. Um, one password does actually have Uh-oh. a browser extension and you can actually plug it into your, your Chrome browser and have it autofill logins. But see, they don't they don't do a very good job of advertising that because neither of you knew about it. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, and you know, it's it's um, it's one of those things where that's pretty discoverable on iOS because by default, any app that has an extension, it shows up at that share sheet, and then it's up to you to kind of drag them around and deactivate them if you want to. Um, I really think Apple got the extension stuff right for the most part, and uh, again, you know. 
I think a big difference between the two companies to get philosophical for a second is that Apple is fine letting others go ahead and then they'll come in and do it their way, right? For good or for bad. Um, they're going to let other people do the smartphone. Other people do the MP3 player and they're going to let other people do extension extensibility in a, in a mobile OS. But then they come in and, and sort of do it their own way. Whereas, you know, Google tries all these ideas and kind of sees what sticks to a degree and they're more willing to do, uh, to do more earlier on, if that makes sense. And again, that leads to some of that friction of like, well, this is sort of not super clear the way this works or, you know, early on Android days, this UI is a disaster and they've, you know, they come back and tidy that up where Apple considers that first. And, uh, that those philosophical differences between the two companies, the way they get fleshed out in the OS is, um, we could talk about for hours, but, um, so yeah, so I don't know. So Stephen, before we get your um your final thoughts on the five X, um, we need we need some reason for people to come back. But in between, we've actually got to pay for this show. And uh, as someone who runs the network, I, I reckon you might appreciate that. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, this episode of our show, Stephen, is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace.com is where you can start building your uh, website today. And you need to enter the offer code material to get 10% off. You want to do that to get a discount because, I mean, who doesn't love a discount? But you also want to do it so you can support our show. So when they see the offer code material, they're like, cool, you know, we like these material people. We're going to keep sponsoring them. So uh, Squarespace is the place that you can build it beautiful. And when it comes to giving yourself a place online, you know, there's no better place to go. They've got all the templates set up. They've got the hosting. They've got the security um, down pat. You just basically you log in, you set everything up, you drag things around, you're like, right, this is how I want my website to to look, and they handle all the rest. So things like um, templates, you know, they've got those, so you can say, you know, I want my site to look this way or that way or this particular way. They handle the responsive side of things. So if someone resizes your web page or they view it on a on a 5x or an iPhone or something like that, you know, the the website will reflow to look good on that device, which is what you want. They have 24-7 live support. They've got chat and email. They've got teams in New York, Dublin, and Portland that you can talk to if you're having any issues. They also have a lot of different things that you should, um, you know, dig into and check out, you know, once you're you're logged in there. They've got a commerce platform um, if you want to sell stuff. They've got cover pages that you can build. But most of all, I think the reason a lot of people rely on it is just that it's easy, it's rock solid, and it's fast. You know, these are things that, that you want from someone looking after your website. Uh, one last thing I'll tell you about is if you sign up for a year, you'll also get a free domain name. So we've we've had fun in past episodes trying to, to figure out um, fun domain names that you might be able to register. I think I think we've stolen them all now. So you're going to have to come up with your own. You know, just just type it in. Oh, that's taken. No, that's taken. <laughs> you'll find one eventually, and you'll you'll be able to get that. You know, if you sign up. So Squarespace plans start from just eight dollars a month. You can start your trial today with no credit card at all. Um, you can build your website straight away. Like I said, you go to squarespace.com, you enter the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase, and boom, you know, away you go. So we'd like to thank Squarespace for their support of our show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, build it beautiful. I think it would be good to have, you know, a Squarespace site that's, a, you know, I love material, and then the listeners just go in there and share Ooh. their love for material. You should sign that. up today, Yasmin. Yeah. Use the offer code material. Single single blog post. <laughs> yeah. Single blog post with comments. <laughs> single on. blog post. I love material. <laughs> good. There we go. Squarespace is awesome. You can get it. You, Yeah, you can get that site up in like no time. Oh, man. I, I do, you know, I work in the web and I use Squarespace just because how easy it is and how nice sites, sites look. So I'm all for it. Yep. Um, are there... I know we talked slightly about the apps and how you're not going to 
kind of touch on that because there's some iOS apps that'll never come to Android. Um, but did you go out and try any other apps that are kind of uh, just strictly Android and not so much like a like Instagram, which is both on iPhone and uh, iOS or sorry, iPhone and Android? <laughs> uh, I have some mostly for the most part, Google stuff that does exist on iOS, but I don't use on iOS. Um, you know, one that I've really enjoyed that, that is, uh, on Android is press, which is an RSS reader. Um, and it's, it's really well done. It supports a bunch of RSS services. I use Feedbin, which is a little obscure. It's not big like Feedly. Um, and they've put together really like cohesive, nicely designed, like nicely operating app. Um, but but I haven't gone digging too much. I really wanted to, to duplicate what I could. Um, but I think sort of phase two is going to kind of be exploring some of the best of, uh, of Android apps. So if you guys have anything or material listeners, if you have anything I should check out, let me know. Cause I want to see kind of the best of the best and, um, and see what's going on there. Cause it, it, I know there's good stuff out there, but anytime you're new to a platform, it can be hard to sort of sift through that and kind of, know what you should check out or not so if you guys have any guidance i'm all for it yeah i think uh when i was using my my ipad like the thing that always made me sad was the markdown apps (laughs) they were all so great on ipad and then i was like i just want something for my phone um because i was using byword and a writer on the ipad um and i actually found some pretty awesome markdown apps that if you if you do that if you want to do that on your phone steven um well i a writer is actually on android now which uh, is cool. pretty awesome yeah so they um were, i i love their story because they said that for when they came to android they love the feedback they got from all android users and they said that it was it reminded them of the early days of ios where it, users were just so excited that there was like a really nice app being built and they just gave a shout out to the android community for being so awesome uh, which was cool there's also another one called Jotterpad. Uh, which is really neat in that one you can do a little bit more customization. So if you're looking for Markdown apps, apps those those are my go-to. Um, and if you're looking for a day one replacement, I would uh, suggest checking out Journey, which is a fun app that kind of lets you look at kind of it's like a journal app and it lets you look at the dates and you can even publish to Twitter and Tumblr and all that stuff. Um, yeah, there's some there's some neat ones out there. So if you're looking for something specific. Let me know. Hopefully the, I can find one for you. The other thing I'd recommend actually is um, just some simple things. Like if you long press on your home screen, just on a blank spot, um, you'll see one of the options available there is widgets. So a lot of different apps um, provide widgets that you can have have directly on your home screen. And my favorite are some of the, the kind of boring ones. Like for example, with calendar, you can expand it out to the exact size that you want. And now on your home screen, you know, every day, whenever you unlock it, there's your next few calendar appointments. And you can even interact with that widget so you can scroll it up and down, you know, you can tap on a particular one. So I, I know that's a small thing, but I find that really useful on Android, just that you can break out, you know, these little widgets on, on the various home screens that you have just to show you, you know, snapshots of, of information that you want. And I know iOS has that if you pull down in your Today Center, but this, I don't know, this just feels a bit more integrated to me. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, Apple's tried to make a move there, but it's sort of like off in this sort of like ghetto you have to go to and pull down. And it's very limited um, currently on iOS. And I was hoping with the the bigger iPad Pro, they were going to do more with that. And they haven't. (laughs) I I think that's an opportunity for them to to do more. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, I've got I've got a couple. I've got um, I'm using Weather Underground, and I have it as a widget. I've I've got the calendar, um, so it it is nice to sort of have that glanceable stuff where um, iOS doesn't. I S M H on Twitter. If if any of our listeners want to um, tell Stephen about some other cool stuff he can do with his five X, because I'm sure there's some things that I even I haven't thought of that you know our listeners will definitely. Yeah, there are yeah. people screaming. You screaming must at the install this right now. now. <laughs> They're um, like, why aren't you saying this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say weather timeline is probably one of my favorite uh, weather apps. That one's really nice. And they won a material design award. Yeah, uh, material design and I award. think um, the the guy who wrote that is actually like really young. He's just like a one man army. Cool. Yeah. I, I love stories like that. It's like you are doing so much with your career, <laughs> you know, like young kid winning awards, building an app by himself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think overall, like I think the five X, especially at the price point, is a is a good phone. Like I said at the top of the show, there there are trade offs with it. The hardware is not as nice as you know. I've, I haven't spent time with the six P, but uh, looking at photos and reviews, you know, not as nice as the six P. It's not as nice as an iPhone, but the the hardware is solid. The camera it's the best camera I've used on a my very limited pool of Android devices. And side by side with a six S plus in good light, it's 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 fine. You know, it's it's they've come a long way there. I know the Nexus program kind of gets ragged for that, uh, rightly so, but I feel like they've kind of started to turn that corner. Um, you know, it doesn't have all the the bells and whistles that a lot of Android devices have, and a lot of flagships have. But if you're looking for a, a phone with good performance. And you want it unlocked, and you're on a budget, you know. Plus, you get, you know, you get pure Android. You're not dealing with with OEM and carrier stuff on top of it. Then I don't think anyone would go wrong ordering this phone. I, I surely, you know, think that there's you could do a lot worse uh, in this budget. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the the previous phones that we used to recommend in that budget were often from Motorola, but it seems like this is one step better. You know, you get you get all the greatest hardware, and you get your software updates. You know, on day one, and you, and you get the fingerprint reader, and you get the fingerprint scanner, reader, yeah, and a really good camera, which is which is good. Yeah, except you, you don't get the selfie cam. <laughs> <laughs> the um, you know, one reason I opted for the Nexus was was their commitment to the updates. Um, you know, as someone who, you know, I'm I'm using this as a reference device in my writing and, and podcasting. It is important to me to be able to run the latest Android easily. And of course the Nexus program promises that while some others, you know, may, may promise it, but, but don't deliver on it, unfortunately. And, um, that's a real bummer in <laughs> <laughs> looking in on the Android ecosystem. That's the case. It's really a shame to me, but, uh, if that's important to you, then I think the Nexus line is where you have to start these days. Yeah. And, you know, like Russell said, we used to tell people, yeah, get the Motorola, like you're going to get close to pretty close to pure Android and they're dedicated to updates. Um, but just recently, you know, they said that their last year's uh, Moto X models, the pure edition was going to get it, but not any of their uh, phones like from Verizon. Um, we're going to get the update, which was a shame because... There was a lot of people that, you know, that were on Verizon and they were like, oh, what phone should I get? And I'm like, oh, you should get a Moto X. Like, it's pretty uh, solid. It looks close to to pure Android. And that's what I have. And you have like the fun little actions like, um, you know, twisting it and activating the camera and all that. So uh, it's it's still a great phone, but I'm interested to see where the company goes next, because 
I'm not feeling as confident as I was a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I can't help but think that this is not a coincidence, that this is the first time we've seen Google bring out two phones and that one of them really is is a flagship phone. You know, it's not a repurposed phone from six months ago that they put the Nexus logo on the back and then and then shipped. Like, <laughs> right. it, it, it seems like this definitely not a coincidence that this is the one year that they did that. They're like, here's, here's the budget phone, here's the absolute flagship phone. We now sell both. They they seem to have remained in stock, which I think is also extremely unusual for the Nexus yeah, program. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, they they sell through the initial batch and that's it. You don't see them again for two or three months. But they they seem to have resolved a lot of a lot of those issues as well. So it'd be interesting to see how it goes over the next year or so. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. You know, it, it it seemed to me that Google's interest in the Nexus program sort of comes and goes, right? They got they have years and they have devices that they seem to pour more attention and care into than others. And this year I think is the best year yet if you're a Nexus lover. And so hopefully I hope that continues because I think it's good for everyone if Google has strong phones. So, Stephen, thanks so much for joining us and uh, sharing your experience with the 5X. Um, I'm sure our listeners like to hear that and kind of know what it's like to try Android, uh, you know, for the first time. And and listeners, again, send Stephen your app suggestions and what he can do with uh, his Android phone so he can fall in love with it some more. Um, Stephen, where can people send you that information? Uh, You can find me on Twitter um, at ISMH. Four short little letters, easy to remember. Awesome. And Russell, where can people find you and stay up to date with the latest uh, 6P race? Yeah, so this is going to be interesting, Yasmin, because when these phones are scheduled to arrive, is in between um, when we're recording this right now and when this episode comes out. So by the time you hear this, you need to go straight to Twitter, um, go to Rusty Shelf. You'll find me there, just the, the word Rusty and the word Shelf. You jam them together. And that's how you find my Twitter account. And you'll be able to see we, who won. We might have to do like a, yeah, well, well, maybe you and I will have to get together and do like a quick who won uh, story <laughs> after this. And we'll see if it arrives in between that time and we're able to like record and edit that. We'll put that in, in here. But, so but we need to edit it just like they do the amazing race where it looks like we crossed the finish line, <laughs> like literally 15 <laughs> seconds after each other. Even if it's been like two days, it's like, wow, such a close finish. We, we can make that I'm happen. just going to have to like keep on texting you like, are, do you almost have it? Do you almost have it? Because I won't tell you until you get it. Until you're like, Yasmeen, it's about to get into my hand. And I'm going to say, sorry, Russell, I've had it for like a couple of days See, the, now. The, it's old This news. is the reason, Yasmeen, that I didn't tell you which store I went to because I, I know you're not this kind of person, but I just, I'm just worried that it will get to you and eventually you'll make an international phone call and you'll be like, hey, this store that Russell's going to, my name's Russell and I'd like to cancel my order. <laughs> And then I'm going to send. <laughs> I would yeah, like exactly. a Windows phone instead. And then I'll call Phil, you know, the, <laughs> and and your wife, and I will say, now I need you to go to these stores, and I need you to buy all the devices. I'll wire you some money. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were on my side. I was really happy that they were willing to support me in this. Uh, you know, I think Phil said Phil said I will happily uh, intercept the six B and use it and set it up. You know, so, so I think the problem with yeah, Phil Phil was going to join your side all along because Phil and I have actually worked together before we were even at shift together we spent um uh, four years at another company together and I, I regret doing this now but what i used to do is if he had like a new imac 
you know, coming that work had bought him. I'd re- he was out at lunch. I'd remove the iMac from its box. I'd fill the box with books, and then I sticky tape the the box back up, and then I'd hide the box so that he had the experience of ah ha ha, like very funny. You've stole my iMac, and he'd eventually find it in the boardroom or somewhere, and he'd bring it back to his his desk, and you know it's heavy, it's heavy like an iMac, and he'd open it up, and there'd be books inside. <laughs> so I, I guess it's time to uh, to reap the rewards. So it's of coming back yeah. and to bite you. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we have an update for you. It was it was a close race and Russell and Yasmin persevered and, you know, fought the good race fight of getting the Nexus 6P. But there could only be one winner, and I knew that I wasn't going to be that winner, and so when I found out that I wasn't going to win, I called Russell and I gave him my concession speech. And I said, Russell, it's been a great race. You know, you fought fair and square. You didn't throw me under the bus or anything. You you were just such a fair component. And so I am conceding and here, here you win. You win, Russell. And so it was a sad moment for us and, you know, in the family here. But, uh, you know, we were also really ha- happy that Russell was going to have a Nexus 6P. <laughs> <laughs> and-, and I... I told Yasmin, Yasmin, if only you knew half the things that I did to your your order and how many times I called FedEx and got them to delay things. I even took out their website you for did a day. Apparently. A so, uh. <laughs> so in between that, the funny part. So my phone, it was like one state away on I think Saturday, and I was like, for sure, it's a state away. It's gonna arrive on Monday. I am gonna beat Russell. Like I was prepared to go home during my lunch hour to go pick up the phone so I could beat Russell. And I was trying to be the good friend online. I'm like, Yasmin, don't go home. Think about your new job that you've just got. Stay with your new job. Don't don't go home. That's a bad idea. And I was like, who needs food? I need my phone. I don't need to eat. <laughs> so I, I think it was on the weekend where you told me, yeah, your phone's one state over. And I had I had reserved to pick up one on my Tuesday morning. So this is 9 o'clock on Tuesday, which I think is about 3 p.m., your time mm-hmm. on a Monday, and then you sent me that tracking thing, and I'm like, oh no, like Yasmin's phone is going <laughs> to arrive before I make it to this store. And I, I pulled out some extra stops. I actually found out that um, there was a different chain of stores here in Australia, which uh, for some reason weren't under an embargo, but they had very, very little stock and only in other states. <laughs> and I'm thinking, surely one of these stores in my state must have some stock. So I rang them all. And they all pleaded ignorant. I even went to some of the stores. I'm like, where is the Nexus 6? Where is it? And none of them knew what I was talking about. So. You, were, you were raging. You were like, ah, Hulk, Hulk Russell. <laughs> Calm down, sir. Calm down. I, I we don't have, have s- any iPhone successes here. <laughs> I may have pushed over some display stands. There, there might have been a scene. But uh, don't worry. I, I paid it all back. Like, it's, it's fine. And so anyway... Come Tuesday morning, I found out Yasmin still hadn't had her phone. I'm like, yes, come on. But then the problem is I knew I was driving to a store where the people had no idea what a Nexus 6P was. They barely even knew what Google was or what an embargo was. So I fully expected to turn up there and they'd be like, what? You, you put a what on hold? For who? Like what? what? And so I sent Yasmin a screenshot. I'm like, I'm 30 minutes away. Hopefully this actually happens. And at this point, she'd already conceded defeat. And I'm like, probably a bit too early knowing uh, how they run some of these stores in Australia. <laughs> but anyway, I, I get there and the manager's like, oh, sorry, that, that person's not oh, here. No. Uh, what did you put on hold? Oh, I'm no. like, oh, no, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> and he's, he's like, oh, I'll go have a look out the back for you. And he comes out and he's like, 
nah, like I, I couldn't find I couldn't find any of these. Like, what is it? I'm like, it's a Nexus <laughs> 6P. It's a mobile telephone. It's made by uh, Huawei. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, I'll have another look out the back. I'm like, oh, no. Like, I'm going to have to drive around the rest of South Australia trying to find another store that has these phones. It's already 9.30 at this point. So I think most of the stores got three phones total. And there's there's lots of like Android nerds um, in South Australia. I'm sure some of them are listening that had already snapped up all the rest. I'm like, oh, I've lost. It's over. Anyway, he finally comes out and he's like, is this it? I'm like, yes, that's the box. So I, I got my hands on a silver uh, 64 gig Nexus 6P. And I must say, I'm, I'm super impressed with this phone. I'm so impressed that I completely forgot about winning for like two hours. People are like, what, did you win? Did you not win? I'm like, I'm too busy playing with this thing. I can't tweet. I can't do anything else. And, I'm, I'm, <laughs> and then something happened today. Yeah, me? but before that, I'm going to give a shout out to Phil. Phil is your, your partner at uh, Shifty Jelly that creates uh, Pocket Cast. And Phil took your phone away when you got back into the office, when you had your like hour long drive back into the office, because you had to drive like two hours. <laughs> I like rubbing this I in. I do then. love rubbing this in because although... I was a day late and a buck short. I didn't have to drive everywhere <laughs> to get this phone. So I think you put more effort into it. And so that, therefore, like, I'm happy for you. Um, and, you know, Phil took a picture and he's like, yes, man, I have it. It doesn't count until he opens it, right? Until he touches it. And I was like, run, Phil, run. Go to Mark Edwards. <laughs> but <laughs> And it turns out that Phil was all too eager to, uh, to hide this phone because apparently I've pulled lots of pranks on him in the past. I, you know, one thing is that all the Aussies, all of our Aussie listeners, and I'm going to say, continue saying listeners, because I heard there's a drinking game that as let's see, let's take a shot of tequila <laughs> every time Yasmin says listeners. So I think by this time you have stopped listening because you're passed out on the floor by now, uh, which you should probably get that checked out. But uh, all of our Aussie listeners were like sending you like, all these like this store has it no this store has it you have to go get it you have to be Yasmin. like they were just so excited but you know what all the aussies that actually know you and are close to you like your wife and your co-workers russell they were all on team Yasmin. so <laughs> i don't know what that says <laughs> wow it says probably a lot of things it probably says i've done a lot to them in the past and they're like finally, finally i can get them back it's time for retribution so that was so it was fine no, I waited uh, until the next day and my beautiful Nexus 6P arrived and I got the white version and it's awesome and lovely. And if I would have uh, gotten with a silver version, I think I would have gotten it like a couple of days ahead of you. Um, so it was that color change that threw me off. And I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast uh, when we recorded earlier, but the reason I changed my white order was because I saw pictures and videos of it. But also I had ordered like the silver edition from the Google Play Store, like as soon as it was announced. And then I found out that you could get this phone via Project Fi and then you could just do the payments with no interest. And I was like, sweet, I don't have to throw down a couple hundred right now. I could just pay it off in two years. And so when I went to the Project Fi um, website to get it all set up, this like right when I hit my submit order for my um, my Frost Nexus P, the whole site crashed. And I was like, <laughs> it just, it wouldn't work. And I was on Google chat, for, like tech support for maybe an hour. And they were like, I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, no, like I had already canceled my Google Play Store order. Uh, 
They're like, there's some weird IP addresses here <laughs> from are, Australia. That are we blocking really us. Quite understand yeah. what's going on. <laughs> so I think it delayed it like a week because of that crash. So people must have ordered more. But anyways, it's here. We both have them. We both love them. Um, for some Russians, like I asked Russell as soon as he got his, I was like, what do you think? You know, what does the silver look like? And he's like, I love it. Um, I love the the fingerprint uh, unlock. It just makes it so much easier. Uh, it's still... It's, I still go for like swiping up to unlock just because out of habit, but I'm, I'm sure then like in a day or two that I'm just going to keep on going to the fingerprint to unlock it, which I think is going to be awesome. Um, I love the white color. The white color looks really, really slick. Like in the words of Brianna Wu, she says it's one sexy phone and it is one sexy phone. Um, it's, it's big, but uh, I like the screen. It, I was like watching a YouTube video earlier on it with the speakers and everything. And it was just, I was happy. I was a happy person. Yeah. I, I could tell you, as someone who goes through a lot of phones, I guess being a developer, I, some people joke with me. They're like, I've never seen you have the, the same <laughs> phone for more than a month. Like, <laughs> but um, i got to say, at first I'm like, oh, no, it's too big. Like I held it and I'm like, oh. But then I, I used it for maybe like half an hour and then I couldn't go back to my other phone. Like I picked it up and I'm like, what is this, a phone for ants? <laughs> like, who, who uses this? You get used to it really quick. And I know lots of people say that, like, oh, you get used to a big phone and if you have like tiny hands or something, like you may not. But I have to say I love the size and I love the screen. Like it's really bright, you know, vivid. AMOLED. And Yes, Yasmin loves the, the AMOLED. I do. And, you know, I have pretty small hands. Like, even for, you know, even having smaller hands than women, I, I have, like, my hands are pretty small. Like, I'm not a tiny person, but my hands just, like, stopped growing. And so <laughs> it, it's, like, weird. And, yeah, Yasmin's like a T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I I don't have a problem holding it. So all the I know there was some uh, women out there that were like, hey, do you know if there's any women that have like reviewed the Nexus 6P because I know how big it is and I don't know if it's going to feel ginormous in my hands and what it is. So uh, it feels I, I have no issue with it. I have no issue re- reaching the fingerprint scanner at the top um, and it feels comfortable in my hands. And the the best part is that the the home button and the volume button are not at the very top of the phone. They're like midway of the phone. So it's really easy to reach with your thumb. Overall, I'm loving this phone. And I mean, I've had it for maybe an hour or so, but <laughs> it's it's great. <laughs> and I yeah, take so it some I've pictures. I've had mine for, sorry. I've, uh, pictures? I've taken some pictures. I tested out the selfie cam because you know how much I love the Moto X 2015 selfie cam. Um, and I don't know if it's, as like as good but it's pretty darn good i'm pretty uh confident like in the pictures that it will be taking and so i'm impressed and it's just a great phone but you've russell you've had it for an extra day than yeah but yeah so just over 24 hours now i put my sim card in it i did everything else i i've really been liking it i think there's there's a few small touches that are really nice and i think you pointed at this out before we recorded yasmin that the power button has like a texture on it it's like a metal sort of I don't know how you describe it, like a, a dotted sort of pattern. So you can tell immediately in the dark like that your finger's on the power button and not the, the volume up down. I think that's something Motorola and maybe some of the other manufacturers have done before, but that's that's a really nice touch. I like – this is a really small thing as, as well. I like that on Nexus devices the serial number sticker is removable. So that's my big annoyance on some phones is you get these giant serial numbers on the back. I'm like, why? Such a nice phone. But on the Nexus, you like take a picture of it for insurance or whatever and then just peel it off. It's gone. Oh, I was supposed to keep that? 
<laughs> you can always get to it in the software settings if you really want to know what your IMI number is and, and all that other stuff. The fingerprint unlock, I agree, has been super solid for me. I I still, like you, sometimes forget to hit it though. I'll swipe up and I'll be like, why is it asking me for a pin? Oh, yeah, exactly. that's right, there's a thing on the back. I do like the... Um, I've got this little animation on the lock screen for when you like. I'll see if I can put a different finger on there. When you get your fingerprint wrong, the the little picture of fingerprint morphs ah. into like an exclamation mark, and it's just one of those nice little animation things that we're starting to see, like in Lollipop and Marshmallow. I just love that kind of little nice. touches like that. I also really love as someone who comes from iOS that they didn't just um, rip off the iOS fingerprint way like some companies, Samsung, <laughs> might have done. Like they actually did their own implementation of it, which I I really liked. Yeah, I, you know, I talked about this on uh, Rocket when I was uh, talking to Bree and Simone, and they were saying like, why, did, why didn't they put it at the front? Like, just like uh, you know, the iPhone. I think it makes sense to have it where your thumb is. And I was telling them that iPhone, that Android phones don't usually have a hardware home button, so it really wouldn't make that much sense for Android to add that to it. And I think adding it in the back is a perfect choice. And I think it actually is better because when you have a big phone reaching down although i don't know the thumb to the it, it feels kind of weird because i have to rest it on my pinky but yeah i'm i'm satisfied yeah and so i think the only thing i want to see is now that i have this phone uh first world problems but i want to see more apps implement the uh the fingerprint recognition so i've heard from from some app developers that they're they're in the process of integrating that in but there's not a lot of apps at the moment where you can go into like a a banking app or a password app or some kind of app that needs security and actually just put your fingerprint on the back. Like I haven't seen any apps that, that support that yet, but that's coming apparently. I, I believe one of the banks here implemented it, which I'm really excited um, to try out, which so that's really cool. But you know who I really want to see? <laughs> one password, you know, if you are listening and you uh, are a part <laughs> of the one password family, I, you know, don't update the app. Like, just don't put it off to to give me an up like a reface update. Just add the fingerprint, please. I will I will hug you and buy you many beers. Um, please, <laughs> one password. Give me the fingerprint reader. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, um, to to listeners that are wondering, because I've had a lot of questions on Twitter, like, should I get this phone or should I get some other phone? Like, phones are very much a personal preference thing. But if you're someone who wants like a flagship phone, you like this kind of size, I think this should be the phone you start off with it's like get this phone unless there's some reason you need one of the other phones like if if something the other phones have and you're like oh i must have i can't even think of anything off the top of my head but i must have <laughs> bloody blood that's fine go buy that phone but if if there's nothing like that i, I reckon get the 6p it's nice yeah and if uh you're on you know a greater budget maybe budget is an issue the 5x is still a fantastic phone um so you can't go wrong with the both of the nexuses i'm really impressed with what they've done um i've always been impressed with the nexus line but i think this year they've really like stepped it up and they actually made uh, a phone that can compete with the you know the samsung's and the motorola's so i'm i'm excited yeah, definitely. yeah not just compete i reckon even outdo them in, in oh, some yeah. regards which uh, someone who's never owned a huawei phone like i'm i'm really impressed with the build quality and everything else like i don't know if all their other phones like i like this they probably are but this is kind of my first experience with that brand and it's kind of left a, a really positive impression there, there is one um i believe software bug though that i think is only in australia so we got lucky with this one <laughs> on we have um a few telcos here so our a at&t style thing here is called telstra and there's a bug at the moment on telstra that sometimes when you leave a wi-fi network if your Nexus is in deep sleep, it actually won't connect to the data network. 
So you'll basically, you walk out of your house or your office or whatever and suddenly you have no internet and you won't realise it. Like people won't be able to call you, um, you won't be able to do anything. And you can, I believe you can just turn turn it down to 3G or you can toggle airplane mode on and off. But that's something I hope they, they fix fairly quickly. I assume that's just one of those things that's, you know, on one carrier, on one particular band, there's, there's like a small bug. Yeah, um, I haven't, you know, messed with like the Doze. I haven't had it along and set it on my desk for like Doze features, but that was always a concern where I was like, if it was going to go into Doze mode, would the notifications be delayed? And um, I know for, was it SMS or do they come right away or are those delayed? No, the, so? so the SMS messages still come through and also anyone who uses um, the Google push service, the Google cloud messaging, it is called or it used to be called, that goes straight through as well. Like it leaves a connection open to like those servers. So it's more the things that get, get delayed are apps that, you know, want to open themselves in the background and refresh and do whatever else. Like if the system's in deep sleep, it'll be like, well, just hold on a minute. Like you can refresh later basically. But okay. anything that's, yeah, push-based or SMS-based still still comes through, that which works. is cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to have it in another week, and then maybe we can even uh, just talk a little bit more about the actual updates to the operating system versus hardware. So yeah, it was good. Woo, Woo. Nexus. <laughs> Nexus. <laughs> Nexus. <laughs> and now back to your regular scheduled so. programming. <laughs> Awesome. Well, you can find me on at Yasmin Evian on Twitter, and you can find us at, at Material Podcast on Twitter, and you can uh, send us feedback at materialpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. I want to thank everyone for listening. Until next time, stay in material. Yeah, I'm in the Southwest, and uh, yeah. And uh, and uh, Stevens in the dirty south. <laughs> dirty south. I hope we didn't just offend a whole lot of people because I know There's no need about to, to use geography. labels. I mean, I try to be accepting <laughs> of all people. No, I was. That's like a song, you know. That no, no one knows the song. <laughs> right. Maybe only in your state. Maybe <laughs> maybe the mind. other states don't get that song. I was I wasn't offending Stephen. I was just saying a song that. Yeah, okay. Never mind. <laughs> well, this was really fun being on your show. I'm going to go cancel it now. <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs>